0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 377, recorded on November 1st, 2018. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way. News, reviews, product updates, and conversations, all, all of which we're going to talk about today. And we're back to the old format, so welcome back to that. No guests until, like, next week, and then then we're back kind of uh, through Christmas time. But, of course, news, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for The Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the TV studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. This fall has been, Mike, the fall here has been, like, last couple of weeks. Once it stopped raining, once it stopped feeling like Seattle, God, it's just been great
1: absolutely perfect weather
0: yeah i just it's it's great this is the best time you're like oh now i know i live in nebraska but then snow is on its way so right and then there's that part of course we post a show with world-class show notes we'll have a few for you this week out at the average guy tv don't forget you can join us live on our mobile app Lopta is doing it tonight he is out there listening live home gadget is the way to find it just go on your phone Go to that site on your browser, and then there's two big buttons, iPhone, Android. Just push the one you have. It'll automatically load, and then our app is there. And we thank our Patreon subscribers for helping me pay for that. It's a a couple hundred bucks a year to have Spreaker host and make that. So we appreciate you guys. HomeGadgetGeeks.com is how to get there. TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon, if you want to jump on the bandwagon and support us. We're going to be, Mike, I'm going to be doing some experiments. We're thinking about using Patreon at work. And I need to set up some demos of what I could do with my podcasts at work, you know, subscription type stuff. Yeah. So I just, if you're a new listener or an old listener and you're, you are a Patreon subscriber, you may see some new things, new options. It won't change or affect what happens to you, but you may see some new options pop in for Patreon. Don't, don't panic. Those are all just tests. I'm just testing out new things and different ways to do stuff. I figured the best way to do it was just mock up my account. I'm going to take it into work and say, "See, <laughs> see what we can do." Yeah. And I don't say that that way at work when I'm talking. I don't. I don't talk that way at work. You
1: make up voices for everyone when you're. Uh, when you're what
0: you can, <laughs> can do here.
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, I um, uh, just want to say you might want to watch for those, or it might trigger some alerts or some of those kinds of things. We're going to go back and grab some old episodes and make them available on a plan. Again, it's all, it, if you want to subscribe to it that way, you can, but it's all me just testing it out. So just watch out for that. If you're listening or you're subscribing on Patreon. Of course, don't forget Post Show Crypto is always on Patreon. And so it's free. You can just head out there. We put it out there. It's just, it's really me trying to trick you into supporting us. I, let's, I'm going to come clean. I'm just going to come clean. I'm just trying to trick you. Whatever. So uh, if you want to head out there, uh, TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon, every week we do post-show, and I put it there, both the audio and video available for him. We get some comments. Those listeners, I it's like five. Five people do it each week, Mike. But those five, let me know if it's not there. So we put them out there on Patreon. If you want to support us, you can. Tajoski, uh, appreciate your sponsorship. He's new to it, and uh, we thank you for doing that um, as well. We want a big thanks to Aaron Lawrence last week. Always does a great job, Mike. She's great to have on the podcast.
1: She's one of my favorites. Yeah. She always has some really cool gadgets she's reviewed. She does a great job over on YouTube, you know, doing her own videos. So yeah, I I love having her out. I always learn something new when she's here. Learn about some new cool gadget.
0: I know she's super sweet. That window washer, the robot window washer was one of those things. A A little too expensive. I can't drop 450 on a window washer. I can wash a I can pay a kid a lot of times. For 450.
1: Bucks. Oh, totally. Yeah. Especially when you'll, you know, I don't wash my windows now. So I <laughs> should probably have someone come out and do it, just pay them a little bit. I know.
0: I know. Yeah. It's like, it's like a $50 weekend, you know, have somebody come
1: out. a ladder and, you know, just oh. say, have a ball.
0: She, you know, I'm, uh, you may not know, but I'm a big Nespresso guy now, right? I bought an Nespresso coffee maker. I like it so much. I bought one for work. We actually had, there's three of us that went in on it, and it's only a hundred bucks. So it's not like they're terribly expensive for what you get. So, three of us went in, 35 bucks each, got an espresso. We stock water. You know, those things really, if you have any kind of coffee, by the way, coffee maker, use distilled water. You never have to clean that thing. Like it it doesn't get gummy and it doesn't get minerally. And depending on what kind of water quality you have in the area you're in, you know, at Walmart, okay, okay it's probably $100 in Canada, but here in the United States, distilled water is like 67 cents. Like it's super cheap a gallon, right? Pick it up. Run it through your coffee makers. That's what if, And we've done that from the very beginning. Aaron broke news on Twitter. Listen to me. It sounds like it's a big deal. Nespresso is putting out, or there's somebody is making a Nespresso car travel coffee maker that you can take with you in your car. And you put the pod, the water in the pod, and it brews the coffee for you right in the car.
1: Really? Yeah. So it plugs into your car outlet and just goes uh, and does it that way? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, why didn't you why couldn't you have
0: brought that to the show last week? Yeah, that'd have been so great. So I want to have her back on. I don't want to wait till the spring. I may, I may try to feature her at some point just because she's reviewing it right now. So super cool. Yeah, no, super cool. But thanks to Aaron for coming on last week. I always appreciate that. Like I mentioned, we're kind of through our guests. John Larson comes next week. We're going to do, he's a, he, he works over at AIM. He's a total gadget geek. Like the rest of us, he's working on some, 3D printing. He's doing some stuff with with uh, telescopes. John's just a good guy. So come back next week. We'll have John on one more interview. And then we kind of have, Mike and I kind of have a Black Friday. I don't, Mike, I don't know if I talked to you about this yet. But uh, coming up right after John, back, we, uh, we're we going to scour the Internet. And if you want to help us on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash the average guy, uh, we're going to start scouring the web for Black Friday deals. And then you and I are just going to go through them that night. Just talk about them. Links will be in the show notes. We'll we'll give some commentary on it. That will be the show in the United States. Thanksgiving is a week, not a week early, but it's it's earlier than it normally feels. It always feels like it's the last Thursday in November. I know it's not, but the way things fall, there's a whole nother week in November this year, uh, right after it. So join us on the twenty second, November twenty second, for that. Uh, no, no, that's a total lie. The fifteenth, that is when we're going to do the Black Friday deals. The uh, Thanksgiving here in the United States is the 22nd and then the 29th and we're off to Christmas. I mean, it's Mike, Christmas is almost Coming up. Yeah. We'd also like to hear in the Facebook group or you can send me an email. What's on your Christmas list? Like it's time to start thinking about Christmas gadgets. What are the hot items? What are you doing? How is Jim going to buy an
1: Xbox? Yeah. How, yeah that's I, the one I want to see. How is Jim going to get an Xbox?
0: How am I going to start? Uh, hanging out with Mike Wieger on, on his streaming channel. Mike, how's it going? I've, I've been out there a bunch. You have been, uh, how, appreciate. It, yeah. Yeah. How, yeah how's true. that work?
1: It's been a total blast. So I, uh, I for those of you who don't know, I started streaming on Twitch. I play my Xbox, capture it um, on the computer, and then and throw out a stream out to Twitch. And it's been a total blast. Jim's always been out there. We actually, we're just now starting to get a few, you know, extra viewers. You have to start off slow. And the way Twitch works is when people browse, they usually browse by the game they want to watch. And then the order in which you appear is how many viewers you have. So when you start out, I mean, people have to scroll a long ways to find you. Um, And I have not put this out on my personal Facebook or personal Twitter yet, just because I don't want to, you know, invite people out and then not stick with it. So we're going to see how it goes, but it's been a total blast. We've been having fun with it. My actually, my brother-in-law now has been hopping on with me, which helps. I've noticed it helps a lot. So this live stream, he was in there with me. Uh, it gives you someone to talk to. The conversation is more natural. Live streaming is a lot harder, Jim, than I, than I thought it would be, especially because you're sitting there, you're playing a game and then you gotta, you, know, you gotta be entertaining. You gotta give these people a reason to stick around, especially when you're not the best at the game, which is me, right? I'm not a gamer. Uh, no. So, so you gotta Kinda make it fun though. Yeah it yeah, that's true. It's probably you know gives you something to laugh at at least if Oh you know, no, I'm, I'm not laughing um, at you. I I'm laughing with you. Yeah, exactly. So uh if you if you guys want to come out, actually I do it every Thursday after this show. So twitch.tv slash the dad nerd. And then if you want to follow me on the social medias, the dad nerd is, is where I'm at everywhere. Uh, tech, my Twitter, that is still my personal account. The one I'll use to talk to a lot of you too, but you can always talk to me over on the dad nerd. That's just kind of my, uh, my new alter ego online, which I know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I've been getting some followers, though, from my main, you know, like people I actually know in real life. I'm like, oh, no, somehow, somehow they're finding it on Instagram and Twitter and and uh, and we'll see. That's yeah. fun
0: to watch. If you haven't watched somebody game, it's fun to watch. We'll take the community out there. Uh, Windows has a Twitch app. If you want to download the app, you can go to the, the uh, store or whatever they call those things and uh, download the Twitch app. It's always on. Just be careful. That's my that's actually my secret is I just leave the Twitch app running in
1: the background and
0: I hear you come on. Oh, there you go. So you just
1: have it open to my to my uh, channel. 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 Yeah,
0: yeah. And I I hear you come on. I hear these voices. You know, I'm like, hey, what's going on here? Again, why I say that in my head that way, I don't know. How you talk to yourself in your head? And um, and then I hear your I hear you. So if you haven't gotten into it, it's worth like come over and watch Mike. And the chat is good. In fact, I may someday. I'm thinking next year we'll probably move this show from YouTube to Twitch. I think
1: that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's super coming. easy to do too. OBS, um, that started out as kind of, so OBS is the open source piece of software that you run to essentially compile your stream. Super customizable, right? You c- it can do chroma key. It can just do layers, whatever you want. It can pull in from Skype, everything. That used to, I mean, it used to work, but uh, Wirecast, XSplit, all those paid versions were way better. OBS though has gotten Oh man, it's just fantastic, especially on the Windows side. So uh, we'll get into this later, but I actually ended up needing to run Windows in order to get the full functionality because I'm using an Elgato capture card. So, um, but yeah, I mean, if you are into streaming, even if you want to go to YouTube, OBS can, it's not just for Twitch. OBS can go anywhere you want it to go. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really nice. It's been a fun little experiment. I like it. It's uh, It's pretty fun.
0: Do me a favor. Throw the in the show notes. Throw your Twitch URL in there. I left a little spot for you. And uh, folks, if they want to head out to the show notes, they can get those uh, out at theaverageguy.tv/slash-hgg377. And uh enjoy Mike out there. You don't have to do it all the time. And and it, get ready because I'm pretty sure we're gonna move to Twitch at some point. I mean, I just I don't know really
1: well, honestly. And so the thing I liked about our idea of going over to Twitch is, man, think about like. Besides audio, right? You would still do the Spreaker app, I'm sure. But for mo- for being able to watch that stream and engage in the chat from anywhere, Twitch is going to be where it's at. The mobile app is awesome. The way it puts the video up top, the chat below. Yes, people will need to sign up for a Twitch account to to chat. Um, but you know, that's the only really downside to it. Besides that, there's an audience there. It's it it'll be nice. And the one thing I don't know is if I don't think you would ever need to actually because uh, you could just forward the the URL. But I wonder if you can embed the Twitch player somewhere else like could you embed the twitch player and chat on your website so people could if they're just used to coming to your page like i said you could always redirect it um yeah but it it does work out it does work really really well it gives you a lot of cool statistics um yeah it's it's meant for streaming it's really cool
0: had a little feedback from Ken. I guess my video is a little shaky
1: there. Yeah, I didn't know if that was just to me, Jim, so I didn't mention it, but you kind of you, you've been pixelating a little bit. Yeah, well, that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll shut we
0: shut Saya down. Maybe, maybe that we'll talk about that a little bit later in the post show. Not uh, that it's
1: doing anything right now, anyway. <laughs> no,
0: no, it really isn't. Yeah, it's about the only thing that can be taken bandwidth. I'm gonna need to work this winter. I am really gonna need to work on a PS Sense box. I it's super frustrating. I've been using the Bit Defender box. And it's great. I mean, it's it's great protection, and I will still continue to kind of go through the Bitdefender box, but the very front end will be a pfSense. I think. I think that's how I'm going to do. It. Or maybe the maybe the Bit box will be right at the very first thing at the uh, at the router, and then uh, or at the modem, and then we'll run pfSense behind it.
1: I think you go. I think you do pfSense on the front end, um, the very first the firewall it hits, and then go out just to your computers that you have right there. And don't put that behind the Windows Defender Firebox. Put all the Wi-Fi, everything else that all your rest of your family gets on, have that be behind the fire. Maybe you know, because you've got good enough protection on your computer, and then that way you you know that you're separated out. Uh, I don't know. It'd be one way yeah, to do it. I don't you, think it's,
0: no, I don't think it's the PF. I don't think it's the Bit Defender box that's okay. things down. No, I don't. I don't think it is. I, but I don't know. And I'm I'm pretty sure whenever I have these pixelization problems, it's always these freaking crypto storage. Storage or SIA or write story or whatever. Well,
1: because they fill up your. um, I'm gonna forget the the name of what it fills out.
0: Some file or something.
1: No, I don't even think it's at the router level. I just think they're busy, like they're chatty,
0: and and they're just taking bandwidth. And I just, I don't know. It it's one of those things could be across the network too. So the the point is, is I can't get. um, I can't. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's causing it. So I kind of want, I love when I had PFSense and something was consuming a bunch of bandwidth. I could see it right in the reports. Oh, like right. I, could, I could see, okay, uh, okay, I know who's doing it. And, uh, and so it's just a matter of getting some kind of control over the network again. it will just be a good good exercise. It's not like I'm short PCs. So probably take the kangaroo, turn that into a PFSense box or something and and run it out of there. Plenty powerful.
1: You can always set limiters too. That's what I do. So I, all, all my stuff is segmented out on VLANs, whether it's my wireless, my LAN, my mining rigs. When I had them, everything was on its own VLAN. And then I just use the limiters to say, Hey, you, you mining rigs or SIA or storage A, you only get this much bandwidth. So I know that it's never going to cause an issue. Even if it does get chatty, it's never going to go over a certain amount. Uh, which that that worked out well for me that did require a managed switch but um that's actually been a lot of fun to play with yeah. yeah i agree the networking stuff's fun we haven't talked about networking stuff in a while i could get down a big rabbit hole there i think i think
0: that's going to be a december project is get my networking the way i want it lots of testing on that i just i threw you know i gave my um the google hub to my middle son and when i moved the couches in tonight he was he did, he needed equipment and i just passed it down it was a great little great little wireless router and all those other stuff but put the bit defender box in it's been a good little box and i think its throughput is just fine but but um, it's time to uh, it's just kind of time i did the last time you know i had all those problems with my with my switches so I replaced it with that TP link. I think the box is like right
1: there. It's nothing great. I actually yeah. put my spare one when I replaced my match, which actually is right below my desk. So that anything when I'm testing, uh, I I don't need a 24 port switch right below my desk, but I do. And uh, it's, it's just great. I forgot how much I love that thing. It's just easy. It works. Low, yeah. low power. The fans never kick up, even though it's pretty powerful.
0: I did go through when I was, when I was having those problems, I did go through and I labeled every single wire, both to the switch and at the end.
1: God, oh, it's so smart. That's a product I need to do, and I have not done it. Yeah, it just made sense. And it took the better part of two hours, maybe
0: three, to go. And everything is down here, so it's not too bad. But a little blue tape uh, that I always keep on my desk, except right now. I wonder what happened to my blue tape. I wonder where I moved it. But a little blue tape and a little Sharpie. And just pull it off and bend it around and write on it. And, you know, And I, I looked at Mike. In fact, it's on my Christmas list today, Amazon. But I looked at one of those little um, labelers you know usb label, labeler you yeah. put in in a little white thing comes out looks pro they're like 30 bucks i looked at my, i looked at buying one of those that's a really good gadget i just i couldn't pull the trigger i'm like you know what a sharpie and some tape good to go like nobody's nobody comes down here and looks at this stuff so uh anyways i that for me labeling the network made a big difference of course it always guarantees you're never going to need the labeled network connections ever again you're never going to need to look at them second you label it yeah going to work flawlessly forever <laughs> right
1: well, gonna... like, you know the important ones like for me so i i had every intention of doing that i got that so everything in my house runs down to my server rack i got the patch panel uh the huge uh it's 48 port managed switch. everything runs there i know where my access point plugs in because if i need to reset that that's the one that of anything needs to be reset, especially cause it's POE. So instead of taking the access point off the ceiling, I just go down to the switch and unplug it and plug it back in. I know those main ones, everything else on that switch though. No idea. It's a total guessing game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Usually yeah. I'll fire up. I'll fire up a video and see which light is blinking the fastest. <laughs> now, Sometimes yeah. that, uh, that, wow. that'll be good enough for me to see.
0: Well, it's it was one of those projects I did over the summer. No, maybe it was spring when I, put, when I was having all those network problems. And of course, it's been rock solid ever since. I just haven't had a single network problem since I labeled. And part of it is because you do the discipline of labeling everything. You make sure you don't have two plugged into the same the same thing and you know whatever. So, um kind of good. I think this winter, you know, part of the winter exercise for me is check any virus on everything, check updates on everything. Kind of make sure everything's kind of, you know, you just kind of clean stuff up, remove some cruft, get rid of some old software that you've been running, kind of just clean some stuff up. It's a, I, the December, that Christmas time is a really good time. You know, like, hey, is is my antivirus purchased for the rest of the year? Is, do my backups work? Uh, what kind of speed am I actually getting from my ISP? You know, is it is it what they tell me it's supposed to be? How's my modem working? have I checked the batteries in my fire alarm for some of us? Have I checked the batteries in my hearing aids, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, you I know, it's my Walker rolling when not, are they
1: squeaky. You I know. know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I need to grease the Walker, but um, yeah, so it's, I, we're getting to that point and And I always use the Christmas holidays between, you know, Christmas and new year's. My, my Marine son is coming home, which you got to come over for the party, by the way. Oh yeah. I'm down for that. You are invited, but, um, he's coming home over Christmas. So we, we'll spend a bunch of time with him, but it is a really good time to check your network. Kind of, If you're thinking, well, I mentioned early in the show, we're going to do kind of a Black Friday show this year with some deals that you share with us. So share those deals, go to the Facebook groups, send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Love to start collecting those Black Friday deals that you think are gadget, gadgety, and then we'll talk about them here on the show.
1: And the, um, the one thing ahead. I didn't think to test either, I would never would have thought to test this in my life. actually And I didn't really have any reason to, but on our upstairs Xbox, so we have a, a little switch that sits behind all of our electronics upstairs and that then runs down here so I can plug in everything up there. My Xbox, I had just been, I downloaded a game and it just seemed to me that it took longer than it should. It worked fine and we used that Xbox as our main Xbox for absolutely everything. Um, And our, we we didn't have any stutters, we didn't have anything. But I was like, man, it just seemed to take longer. So I ran a test Um, and obviously my internet speed is actually pretty fast. And I was like, oh man, but my internet speed's it's right at 100. That's odd. I know you see where the story is going. But I then I tested just on the Wi-Fi. No, it's my internet's not slow. My internet's fast everywhere else. For some reason, on my managed switch, that port on the switch was only negotiating at 100 megs. Mm-hmm. It was not going up to gigabit. And I didn't know why. I mean, there's still, I I went back and I reconfigured it with the with Cisco. And um, that port is just a, it's a bad port. It'll only go at 100. So, you know, things to check, even if things are going well, you can always do some speed checks, do run iPerf. I love running iperf. Just it's just fun to do. Check your throughput throughout your network. See what your speed your Wi-Fi is getting you internally. Not don't do a speed test on the internet. Do an internal iperf test to see what kind of speed you're getting. I always love playing with that because sometimes it can tell you when things are someone's gone awry, which
0: is I, I have not heard of iperf. Do I need um do I need equipment for that? Is you know, it iperf
1: there? is fantastic? So all you do is a command line terminal. Um, but you can run it as a little little app and then it'll pop it up. You just run it on two computers. So Little, little command line, you say iperf uh, comma C for the client. So you might do that on a computer. Do Have a have a computer that's wired be the server. So I have one computer in my rack. You run it iperf uh, dash S to be the server. And what it does is it tests your internal connection between those two computers. Mm. So I'll do a Wi-Fi one. I'll hop on my laptop and run that as a client. Then I'll hop wired. I'll run I'll go to the different ports around the house just to make sure that I should be getting full gigabit on every single wired port, like there shouldn't be any reason I shouldn't be. Uh, so if I see anything, I, I'll know that maybe maybe the cord got chewed on by something. Maybe the cord's loose. Uh, it's flaking. Bad cable. Yeah, bad cable. Um, so yeah, iperf is a little, little tool. Grab it and put it on. Uh, so you, so you
0: got to have it on either end. Yep. So you and just then, put it on either you know, computer. You just run it and they they do they, they, it does yeah. its thing. So you, know, you
1: can actually leave it open. So I leave the server um, iperf dash s running in a command line on one of my computers so that i never have to worry about the server side that's just always the window is just minimized on one of my computers so i can always just just do it and on your client then you just type in uh the same you type in the ip of the server computer of whatever wherever it's running and it just goes i have to i have to
0: you have to walk me through that i'll have to give that a try it's this winter easy. yeah you'll love it i'll add it to You're the you know. addicted to testing it though
1: like, who? what's my wifi speed, speed today?
0: Yeah, no, it's good. I think it, it, to know your advertised speeds, you know, are you, are you getting what you need? And
1: especially on your, on your server. Be- well, that's weird.
0: What happened?
1: I don't know. Someone started talking on my computer or on my phone. It was just like, that was really weird.
0: Well, um, I, I, they're sneaking into the show.
1: I was on, uh, I was on the DraftKings app. I don't know what was going on. Oh, it was weird. I've never seen it. It was a commercial. One. Yeah, maybe. Um, But what was I going to say? Oh, so to test your advertised speed of your Wi-Fi router, that's where in the range of it, right? Because your internet speed, you can always test that with speedtest.net. You don't need anything special. But what is the throughput of your router? It's really hard to test that if your internet speed isn't gigabit. Um then you, it's really hard to test. So iPerf is, is how I test all those internal speeds. Oh,
0: super cool. Well, I learned something new tonight. Very, very cool. Speaking of something new, Mike and I, this last Sunday, did the first annual Home Gadget Geeks meetup, just he and I, at his place. We're and
1: testing. Last it was. That was so yeah. much fun. We had to
0: test out the facilities there just to make sure they would work for maybe future meetups of some kind or or whatever. And uh, I think a success, Mike. I,
1: I, I'm pretty sure it was... Judging by the look of the table out there afterwards, I think it was a massive success. A lot of uh, a, lot of uh, what do you call those? Uh, a lot of empties. Yeah, a lot of empties. A
0: lot of empties, and the ladies helped. That was so. This guys, the ladies
1: were there. They did, uh, yeah, they came. I know. That was the first time our wives had actually met, and I think they had a blast. We I you know, it it been 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 the first team. time you and I met. <laughs> yeah, much, in Omaha, I think it's like the third time we've seen each other actually in Omaha. So three to fourth time, so and uh, we we almost didn't even need to be there. Our wives were just chatting away they had a great time and you and i had a good time watch some football you uh you well. jim say it again Did you treated me well jim brought over you know i'll let you tell him you brought over this nice little humidor brought the humidor over oh, right he has it's like it's like going to a cigar shop i got to you know pick out whatever i wanted it was fantastic
0: it was pretty great it's stocked right now the kids are the kids are begging me to come over like every week They're like, hey can you come over they don't want me to come over like, they want your humidor to come over <laughs> Exactly, and so we enjoyed. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna have to get into cigar tech. That's like there's I think to some
1: good stuff around cigar. For
0: me, I think that's the next thing, and I talk about it so much, and I really don't, I really don't smoke that much. But it, it is, um, it, it's some cool stuff, and there's a little cool culture around it, and we enjoyed some time together. But in in, in all seriousness, I'm gonna put together a local uh, group um, that I think meets on a regular basis, and we'll get some things figured out, and yeah see where that goes and what kind of stuff we want to do. And maybe we'll break that out to a more national meetup level at some point in time. Uh, but, but for now, uh, Mike, it was great hanging out with you. Thanks for letting me come over. Total blast. It was, it was awesome. I had a great time. Um, I opened the fridge. Speaking of that, I opened the fridge tonight and I have four Oktoberfests left and that's it. I'm done. Like, I don't have any more. And I'm like, what? So, I'm interested, like, winter's upon us. And last year, I discovered some, I've been a Sam Adams guy for about a year now, drinking a lot of Sam Adams. And um, so I did their White Christmas in their Winterfest or whatever they are. They've got a couple different winter beers. Um, I, you drank some of the Brick, the Brickway. I brought oh, yeah. some of the Brickway. We stout, out, we- right?
1: Yeah, you and I discovered Brookway right around the same time. And if you're in the Midwest, uh, these guys are out of Omaha, and they make some great beers, whiskeys. They make a bunch of stuff. Man, this yeah, coffee vanilla stout is absolutely fantastic. It's I'm not a, I'm usually not a stout fan, but these have been. I I was actually saving this because it, it took all of what, it took all of me to not have it last night. Uh, so, but I saved it because these things are just so good, super good. Super uh, yeah. That creamy and- vanilla flavor. It's with the coffee, you
0: can really taste yeah. it. And I don't think it has caffeine in it, so I think it's safe yeah. to drink uh, in the in an evening. Yeah, you can check that can. I'm pretty sure it doesn't. It's funny.
1: funny. I've actually never thought of that, a coffee-flavored stuff, if it actually um, has a little yeah. bit of caffeine in it. I doubt it.
0: Um, all right, geeks. I'm interested in your winter your winter beers. I'm kind of thinking through. I found a couple, but I'm interested in what you drink. Send me an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. Uh, let's, let's, I, I kind of need to break out of my, uh, my traditional winter beers and uh, kind of interested. Not a super hoppy guy. So I kind of, you know, I kind of like the, the craft, not the sweeter, but the stouts, some of those kinds of things. Shoot me an email and uh, send that to me, jim at
1: theaverageguy.tv.
0: Interested in what your winter Beers look like. What do you What are you interested in?
1: Okay. And if you have any, uh, if you have any hoppy ones, just attach it to the bottom and say, "Hey, for Mike," because I'm a huge hoppy beer fan. So if you have suggestions for Jim, and then if you have any really, you know, hoppy ones, I'll I'll take those suggestions.
0: Yeah. And I'm buying beer this weekend, so I probably won't pick it up this weekend. But it's uh, with being down to four. That's that scares me. My heart, my heart just kind of <laughs> sinks a little bit. What? Yeah. Or it's like when I run out of Nespresso pods. I start freaking out, and uh, but uh, if you if you do that, we appreciate it. Mike, there was a little event this week. Apple spent a little time on their new product launch. Depends on where you land in the ecosystem of the world as to what they did, uh, if it was good or bad. Tonight, we're not going to make judgments. Mike Howard, you can judge. I give him the right. I give Mike Howard the right to judge everything Apple. But, uh, Mike, you kind of followed a little bit. What would you see? What, what What should we be paying attention to that's new? From Apple.
1: So this is actually one of my favorite Apple events they do of the year because you know WWDC is is my second favorite. I like that. They do that in the summer. If you don't know, that's their worldwide developer conference. WWDC is focused on the software side, which is actually pretty cool. So that's when you get the new iOS updates, Mac OS, you find out what those are going to be. They go into beta, you can get into the public beta and get going there. So you get to see some of the features, right? My least favorite is actually the phone announcements. Uh it used to be one of my favorites, but you know, as as phones have started to age, they're They're all sort of the same thing, right? It's just what ecosystem you want to be in. You can nitpick, you can get into the specs and the the camera and stuff like that. But really, it's an ecosystem and software thing for the phones nowadays. So that really doesn't excite me too much. I I was excited to see the different offerings that they had this last uh, iPhone announcement. But this is actually my favorite because you don't really know what you're going to get. With iPhones, before the announcement comes out, usually you have a pretty good idea. The rumor mill has come out. The manufacturing lines have kind of, you know, leaks have come out of what what's, it, what's it going to look like and how many different phones they're going to have. But with this, it's more of a, hey, anything could happen. So we actually had three really big updates that came out from the Apple event. And they were all ones that I was really excited for. I, there wasn't really one announcement that I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of lame. Everything that got refreshed was something that I actually cared about. So first of all, the biggest one that I think, at least because I'm a fan, and I think even if you are not an Apple person, uh, if you were to pick up one, I you know one Mac device, I think this could appease everyone. It's the Mac Mini. So the Mac Mini, if you don't know, is is their desktop. It's essentially like what do you call it, the Dell Nux or whatever like that, but it's a uh, st- Nook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a super powerful piece uh, Mac, um, small form factor doesn't come, you know, with a built-in monitor or anything like that. It's not like their iMac. It's tiny. It's not the pro, but it's still, it's a perfect machine for most people. And the fact that this year they they gave it an upgrade, this is the first time they have upgraded the Mac mini in four years. So we have waited four years for an upgrade to the Mac mini. The Mac mini kind of has a cult following, actually. It's people's favorite computer on the Mac side for a reason. Uh, because of the form factor, because of just anywhere you can put this thing, the power you have behind it, the fact that you can use any monitor you want. The biggest complaint, you know, the iMac has a great screen on it, uh, especially now with the retina, but you pay for that screen. And then you're, you're stuck with that, right? So if you want your own monitor setup, things like that, it's just a great computer. So four years, first time in four years. Uh, with this upgrade, you have anywhere from four core to six core, models so you can get a pretty beefy CPU in there. The nice thing is it has four USB-C ports, so a lot of room for expansion. One of the complaints with the the MacBooks and with really any laptop is that you're limited on ports, especially with USB-C it's dongle heaven. But as USB-C starts to get bigger, you have four USB-C ports and they still put USB-A in there as well. So you do have some some full bigger USB-A ports for those legacy devices that you have. And uh, it starts at $800. That's also the other part to this that people really like is that you can get a lower end, you know, one for $800, really get in, have a have a decent computer on the Mac side, you get the Mac ecosystem, which for a lot of people they like to get into, uh, starting at 800, it can be upgraded to 64 gigs of RAM, you could get up to a 4.6 gigahertz six core i7, um, and up to a two terabyte SSD you can also upgrade to get 10 gigabit ethernet. Now this has been an upgrade that I think they have been doing a great job with on the iMac pros. So the new version of the iMac, the pro version that comes standard with 10 gig ethernet. I think that is smart. I think we should start to see more of these computers because I think that's the next big upgrade that people are going to start doing to their network. I can, you know, for for the average person, they're now getting to the point where they might start to saturate their gigabit connection, especially to a local storage or something like that, we already see gigabit internet service. So the download is a gigabit speed. And usually you want to make sure your hardware is ahead of what your internet speed is. So I like to see that 10 gig ethernet, you know, it sounds like something small, but that being built into a Mac, you got to remember when you're in the Apple ecosystem, one of the downsides is no upgrades, right? It's not you can just swap out a PCI card and have 10 gig ethernet. That's not possible. So the fact that they're including that is is really nice. Yeah, that, would, that was a Mac mini upgrade. Do you know what the,
0: so if I trick that thing out the whole, you know, the whole way up, do you know what that, the max price is?
1: I do not know what that full, that price is. That that has been, I think if I was ever going to do a Mac
0: in in a, and I really want to, I want to have one, like, so I can at least talk about it, but I can never justify it from a cost standpoint. I, I always kind of go, it's going to sit here. And I'm, I, and I'm every once in a while, I'm going to surf the web on it. And I don't know if I can have,
1: even at the cheapest, 800 bucks, 850 with tax,
0: you know, I don't know if I can
1: justify it. It's yeah, just, it's, I, you know. I wouldn't. And especially now with where windows is at, um, you know, you used to be able to make an argument there that iOS was more stable and, and everything like that, or sorry, not iOS, that Mac OS was a little bit more stable and blah, blah, blah. Now, I, I can't really justify just paying something to get into the ecosystem unless you have a reason to, right? If, you, if you're if you a designer and some app you want to use is only on the Mac or it works better on the Mac, if you want to get it, if for some reason you wanted to run Final Cut instead of Adobe Premiere, things like that, if you need to be in the ecosystem, go for it. Um, so <laughs> just a little quick side story. I'm actually, I just made the switch last week. I am coming to you from an iMac, but I'm actually running Windows. So for the first time, because of the streaming software, we talked about this, how OBS, my streaming software, the Elgato game capture, all of those drivers, uh, first of all, Elgato, they have software for the Mac, but you have to use their software. They don't give you a driver to use the Elgato with anything else. So I ended up, I ran bootcamp, which actually, Jim, if there is a reason to do it, th- these Macs run Windows Great. Uh, if you wanted a Mac, you could actually still then have your option, just sure. get a big internal drive. Uh, so I've been running Windows and I actually, I haven't booted back into Mac OS for two weeks now. I've been running Windows on this iMac and it just runs that well and it gives you on OBS, it gives you full access to the, to the GPU. So maybe that's a reason, right? So if you wanted to get in, but you also wanted an upgrade, get the specs you want. Now you're going to pay the Apple tax on it. Obviously you could get the same thing on a Windows side. Of, so don't do it just. To run Windows, um, but it is a nice option. So people in the Mac ecosystem are very happy with that upgrade.
0: Yeah, I just it's it's tough for me to find a spot in the in the setup here where it's it's going to get used unless I make it a main driver, and then I really need to use Windows in this environment. And so I just don't. Ah, it's just one of those things. I, I was kind of hoping it, we'd switch over at work, and it'd be like, well, we're going Mac, and you're just going to have to deal with it. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, yeah, I, nice. Give me, give me an excuse, but um, Ken, we'll see you later. Thanks for coming out. Um, yeah, but 799 not bad. I mean, that uh, you know that's a Core i3, a little slow. 8 gig of RAM is okay. You know, okay video graphics and 128 gig SSD. It'd, good for, it'd work for my mom, right? I mean, it'd be a good mom computer. It is,
1: yeah. But I mean, but like everyone said, that's a really expensive i3 machine, right? The true. Even no, if, true. You know, if I walked into Best Buy today and said, I have $800 to spend you could actually get a pretty decent gaming machine for $800. Mm-hmm. Now, not good, but decent, right? Enough to get you into the game. I could go in and get a Windows machine. I could probably get a 1060 in there. Um, you could probably have an i5, maybe even i7 for $800, eight gigs of RAM. Uh, you'd walk out of there with a pretty pretty decent machine for $800. But again, there's there's the niche of people that are in the Mac ecosystem that will love this machine. So the next more things, thing. yeah. Yes, there are a few more things. Two more things. The iPad Pro was the next big announcement for them. I love, I cannot wait to get my hands on just to, to touch and feel the new iPad Pro because they changed up the form factor. So 11 inch and 12.9 inch form factors on the iPad Pro, the form factor has changed to be almost a, they've got that curved glass now. So when you think of the iPhone 10, the XR, things like that, that have that curved glass on the edge, that's what your new iPad Pro is going to have. So, you know, kind of edge to edge iPad that they squared off everything else. So it used to kind of have that rounded as it went to the back of the iPad, it was rounded. Now it's more square, but it's much thinner as well. So I, like I said, I have not felt it or touched it, so I can't tell you how the feel is, um, but it's, it's thinner. If you can even imagine that, I don't know how they keep getting these things much thinner. Uh, eventually we're just going to be holding the slate of glass and somehow that'll do, do everything. But the, the kind of the big announcement with the iPad, you really saw what direction Apple was going because they replaced the lightning connector with USB-C. And that to me was I was super excited when I saw that, especially because I have not upgraded my phone yet, and now I have every reason in the world to wait and skip this series of the iPhone because you know that next year on the iPhone you're going to lose lightning and go USB-C, which is awesome. I Apple for the first time is actually jumping on board the major standard, and it's exciting you'll have one cord that can plug into almost all of your devices once you upgrade to USB-C, so we saw that but we did at the same time so we lost lightning gained USB-C, but we saw them take away the headphone port which we've had you know the iphone for a while has not had a, a headphone jack but on the ipad being a pro level machine i mean you really pay a lot for these these are these are the price of a, a very nice laptop they're powerful people are using these in a production environment and they're they're not very happy about losing the headphone jack now with USB-C, it does give you some more options, right? Like So for, for input-wise, uh, people were using these to stream, to do audio. So getting audio into the computer was a big thing and also just the audio out. But I'm guessing with USB-C, I'm hoping we'll see some uh, some ability. You know, you can probably get a mixer into there even with USB-C. Hopefully now that that's more standard, you're not going to have to pay the Apple tax for the lightning adapter. You'll just be able to use some USB-C devices. So uh, with that new iPad Pro, you're going to get the A12X processor, which is the new processor. It's the same one that's in the iPhone XS that just came out. And you will get Face ID as well. So that was a nice big upgrade to actually get Face ID. We were we were predicting that, that you would get Face ID in the iPad, which I'm addicted to on the iPhone. I love Face ID. I think it works great. So I'm excited to see that on the iPad.
0: So the iPad catches the iPhone, right? I mean, that's all out of the same technologies, a lot of the same problems. Today, Mike, I was doing a call and I was having trouble I had to cra- I, I have a Jabra headset and it's okay, it's on ear, you know, plugs in via USB. But my Bose uh, over-the-ear noise canceling actually picked up my work laptop in like 3 seconds. I mean, I put them on, I clicked the button and they're like connected to RFC, you know, the 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 name of the PC. And boom, I was in the call. Like it was, I you know, uh, and, and I'm like, I need to, I need to be using my bows at work a lot more in their wireless. I don't need, you know, in this, in this scenario, I don't care if they, if I can plug in or not. So I've kind of moved having a nice, having a really nice pair of noise canceling, over the ear, Bluetooth, you know, has, has made all the difference in the world and not caring about plugging in anymore. That's not for everybody. But for me, good, good enough. I've It doesn't work great in this environment because latency, there's a smidge of latency, and it's just enough across Bluetooth that it throws this kind of stuff off. But taking a phone call or listening to music, man, I just can't, I can't, I don't want wires anymore. My, my headset, my Jabra headset at work has a wire, and it's always getting twisted and like, why are we still on the wire? So I set up a little headphone stand and when I'm at work, I pull the bows out and put them on the headphone stand. And then during the day I use them when I need to, and then they go back in the bag at night, you know, to come home. And to be honest, is I'm not traveling as much as I used to anymore. I am not using this, those headphones very much either. So I kind of need to, you know, I kind of need to start doing it at work and uh, to have them on me all the time or available is, is the right way to go. So I've no, no, for me, it's not an issue anymore on losing the you know losing the headphone jack
1: how does how do you feel about talking when you have those on for you know cuz i always feel like i'm yelling when yeah. i have this noise canceling on do you have them to turn down pretty low or no, well is it, yeah is it
0: i think if i was going to do it a lot i would turn off the noise canceling it's done in the app you can just or there's a little switch over here you can do it on um i don't do as much talking as uh, as i should on those yet Um, I don't talk on my phone a lot, so and and lately I've done most of my calls on that Jabra headset. So I still need to kind of get comfortable with that. I wish it sounded like this. Yeah. Like, this sounds awesome. Like, you know what you sound like, you know your volume, you're getting good feedback. So that is a drawback. I wish some of those applications did a better job of feeding your voice back. But they're going to run into the same problem because they're all Bluetooth, and Bluetooth has latency.
1: You're so, going to have the drunk sound, right? Yeah, That's why you know yeah. when you get your feedback, and if you are a delayed in your own voice, you start to drone on because yeah. you hear your. You know, yeah. it's, it's a weird sensation. Yeah. It is weird. So, all so right. What the else? Last, the last big, uh, last I won't say big. This was my least favorite of the upgrades, but it's still a decent one. Uh, they upgrade their MacBook Air line, which I know the MacBook Air is actually one of the more popular laptops. People who travel a lot really like it. It's super thin, light, but you still get the full desktop environment which on the Mac side, you know, the Mac has not mastered that yet. It's it's my one gripe about the iPad is that still when you use the iPad, there are just things that you want the full desktop experience on that you don't get in iOS. So so that being said, the MacBook Air has become extremely popular uh, with our salespeople. At least they love to travel with it. It gets a Retina screen now. So you've got the Retina display on the Mac Mini. And they, so it has 4 million pixels packed into that screen, which is pretty cool. They've decreased the bezels and they switched those actually from, if you had a MacBook before, you noticed they were silver bezels along the outside of the screen to black. I think that makes makes a big difference when you're looking at your screen. First of all, it feels bigger. um, And they've also made those bezels smaller. So they actually are, you know, the screen is getting more of a focus there. You're getting that eighth gen i5, so a a decent CPU that you can actually do a lot with. You know, you're not, this isn't a mobile uh, CPU. So you got a full, 8th gen i5 in there you can get up to 16 gigs of ram you can also get a 1.5 terabyte ssd in there that's that's a pretty decent size ssd in that slim form factor uh computer i mean these things are thin super light almost too thin for for my liking to be perfectly honest with you i feel like you, know, you feel like you're kind of going to break it like if you put it in your bag and if for some reason your bag gets jostled that you could like bend this thing you can't but it feels that way uh those start at 11.99 so, a pretty decent entry price actually for that level of a machine. It's a fantastic travel computer for those of you who just who like like I said like the Mac environment, need to travel, great little computer there. So, overall three good upgrades. I like these because these are upgrades that, you know, they feel more substantial than an iPhone upgrade to me. When you get a phone upgrade, sometimes you get the new phone, you're like, okay, it's a little bit snappier. Cool. What else? You know, and like I said, I am just extremely excited. If you, now you guys, if you have not upgraded your phone, uh, for me, I just, I'm not in that cycle. Uh, so I, I'll come due for an upgrade. I think in February, I'm going to hold out till next year because I really want USB-C to be my standard. I don't want I'm not going to get a new phone now knowing that Apple will go that way. If you're an, if you're an iPhone person.
0: Are you sure? Like you, you feel pretty
1: positive USB-C on the iPhone. That's what you're saying? Oh, yeah. For I mean, now, now it's without a doubt. Yes. No, okay. Because if they if they hadn't done it on the iPad, because think, now if, you, if they want you to buy the iPad this year, and then next year you buy the iPhone. So you've got a USB cable, a uh, lightning cable. You've got, I mean, they're just, it wouldn't make any sense. So if we even have a connector on the iPhone at all next year.
0: iPad have wireless charging or no? No. Okay.
1: Which makes sense, right? Like the stands for it would be weird. Uh, I I don't think it would make too much of the wireless on that. And actually, maybe even more though, because I guess you would set your iPad up more and have it, you're not picking it up. So maybe wireless actually doesn't make it. Yeah, I know. I think it'd be a good spot for it.
0: There's plenty of real estate. And that, that could work right in the center. Real nice.
1: The one thing that we did not see, and I think we can now just confirm that it's dead Apple's never going to talk about it again. They will never mention it is the air power. So a few years ago, they mentioned that they were going to have this mat called the air power. It was a wireless charging mat that you could charge your, they were going to come out with a new case for the AirPods, your phone and your, uh, your iWatch, your Apple watch and you're able to Just throw them all on there wherever you want. They don't need to line up and they'll charge. They said it was going to come out the next year. It never did. It's been a year after that. And I think we're just going to say that Apple just is going to quietly let that one fade off and never talk about it again. There were rumors that they couldn't get it right, like the charging, uh, being able to put it anywhere wasn't really working out well. You kind of need did need to line it up. So who knows what went wrong there? But I think we can just rule that one as DOA, never going to come out. We'll never see it.
0: Gone the way of Windows Phone.
1: See ya. Yep. See ya. Just <laughs> fine. Let the, let no. the people like Anchor who are actually good at making those kind of devices let them take care of it. Yeah. No, that's right. a good. It's a good niche. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was the Apple announcement uh, in a nutshell. These things become available. Uh oh, by the way, iOS 12.1 came out and if you are if you and your family are iPhone users, kind of a big one because you get the group FaceTime now. So now you can FaceTime with multiple people. That was scheduled to be released with iOS 12 at launch. They ended up pushing it back. There was some problems with it, so they waited. So that uh, update actually already went live. It went live right after the announcement. So your phone now, if you're on iOS 12, you should be on auto update. It, that's the default. It should just update for you. You might even have it already. Also came with some more emojis. Uh, I think they had like 100 and some new emojis, something like that, which not a big deal. But the uh, the group FaceTime, I have yet to try it, but I'm excited because my family is all on the iPhone. Every piece of, every one of my extended family, my parents, and we do FaceTime a lot, but we take turns, Right okay, let's FaceTime your sister. Okay, now let's FaceTime your mom. Uh, and, we, and my kids use FaceTime. FaceTime for us is really a uh, a main means of communication, especially with my wife's parents who live about two hours south of us. They love seeing the boys. It's, it's usually a night, nightly routine, actually. They'll probably FaceTime them every night. And our, our sons just love it. Now that Emmett's old enough, he, he asks if he can call them and he'll go and, and he'll FaceTime uh, mm-hmm. his grandma. That's Ryan.
0: a great way to do it. It's a great way. I, Mike, I'm, I live in the weirdest family. I, I'm not, you know... Sammy and I are the only two, and all of us that have an iPhone. Everybody else is Android, including Sarah. And it's just the weirdest thing. So I can FaceTime her. You know, it's funny. We never, we, we never FaceTime. Like, really? We, we, yeah, we
1: Skype. <laughs> okay, from <laughs> yeah. from her phone? No, no, from her laptop. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Because on the yeah. phone, the reason yeah. I I message and I and FaceTime took off is because it's so natural and built no, right on. Right on. on
0: apples that's i know i should call her like i could call her anytime and do it that way it's super easy and easy to do and i never do i
1: don't even think about it and, and when you call her even if you're just gonna do a voice call try the facetime audio that's weird it mm. is so crystal clear it's almost creepy it almost yeah. sounds like they're they're actually right next to you
0: yeah no it's good i know it's it's super good it's all optimized for that so it, it we just don't but eh. anyways live and learn if you're out there in that ecosystem and you're using it, those are, those are kind of the updates. I've heard some mixed messages from Mac fans kind of going, some going, oh, this is great. And others kind of yawn. Okay, this wasn't really innovative. It, Mike, it it really isn't that innovative, right? This refresh doesn't have really anything
1: new. It's not meant to be. It's a refresh, right? Like they... I don't think we were we were expecting them to come out with some big brand new shiny thing. Uh, from Apple right now, they're in a stage where you know what you're gonna get and you're gonna get some upgrades along the way. I just think that we are glad to see that they're making actually worthwhile upgrades. So if you knew if you weren't expecting the big shiny new object, I think you could at least see that um, they were they were decent upgrades. We saw USB C taking over, it makes me extremely happy. You see form factor upgrades that iPad Pro really focusing on the Pro, making it like a, a, a true laptop replacement. We just have we have a ways to go with iOS. I think next year's iOS will be telling as to if they're going to compete in the iPad market with having at least a little bit more of that desktop experience on the iPad. I think that's the one thing holding some of us back from really diving in Mm -hmm. to an iPad replacing our computer. I just don't
0: see iPads anymore. And maybe it's I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just for the longest time, I saw a lot of iPads and lately it just seems like the phone is good enough for most people. Yeah. Right. And they're buying the, our, the big phones.
1: Our sales team is a, they, they, they just went all full bore and iPads and they love them. That is their computer though. They don't have a computer. They just, because they're always traveling, they don't need to do anything besides email, uh, browse the web, check Salesforce, which works in the browser pretty well. Those sort of things are perfect for the iPad. Yeah. Last set files to a, a drive, right. Or anything like that. Like, like we're doing in, in illegal right, right. legal <laughs> Yeah, they just
0: consume things yeah, through it.
1: Consume. Right. Yeah, right. right.
0: Last weekend uh, after the show, uh, Friday, um, Sarah uh, informed me, or maybe I talked about this. Uh, I don't think I had, that, hey, the handle's fallen off the stove. And really? I was like, yeah. did I talk about that? Maybe I about you, too. So anyways, so we replaced the stove. When we were at Nebraska Furniture Mart buying the stove, Um. The the gal had a surface, and it had a big, you know, it had a big silicon pad around it that they were using. And then she was like, she was like, uh, using terminal services to go to a big mainframe. They're still using their ordering system is the same ordering system it's been for twenty years at Nebraska Furniture Mart. It's crazy. She terminaled in, or did it all, and then flipped back into Windows and flipped over to another system and. And um, I, you know, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." One, it was an old their their fulfillment system is super old, but you know what? It works. Yeah. And uh, we we it was Friday night. It was you know a Halloween night at the mart, and all these kids were there. It was just crazy. And she was like, "Hey, uh, do you want this tomorrow?" I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." And uh, so on uh, Saturday morning, the the guys showed up, or Saturday afternoon, they actually showed up early. They were supposed to be here between two and four. They got here at one thirty. amazing. dropped the thing off. we had the wrong plug, so I had to go out and buy a new It was had a 20 amp dryer i didn't I learned some new things on youtube twenty amp dryer plug It's lucky that thing didn't burn the house down because you know you run you pull fifty amps out of your oven oh I so didn't... Yeah, yeah yeah lucky i'm that I'm so surprised that that thing just didn't burn out so the wiring was good. the plug was bad and the, the cord was bad. So fortunately we had purchased new cords at the store for the new stove, then put stove in. I went down to, um, I went down to the hardware store and you'd think, okay, so why would you reuse a dryer, a 20 amp dryer plug in? Why would you reuse that in most cases? Well, that's because that plug is like $150, except it's not, it's 899 at, at Ace Hardware. And I was I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Someone wired a dryer plug in a in dry, a dryer uh you know cable cord to save twenty dollars? Like wow. seriously? Yeah, yeah. Wow is right. Like how
1: much is the the one for the, the
0: so new the one? yeah, the new oh the so the new one was the new one's ten bucks. Like and the cable's fifteen. Like seriously, you didn't you didn't want to spend twenty five bucks. Huh. To like, and this was 20 years ago when they put this thing in. And it, so it was probably 20, it was probably 15 bucks. And I was just like, come on. Cause I was expecting when I got to the hardware store, I was seriously expecting this thing to cost 50 bucks. Cause you're like, okay, the only reason someone would reuse a, you know, a dryer plug is because they're trying to save money, but $10. <laughs> come hey, on. It was 1980. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was my weekend. But um, interestingly, I learned all that. So I was like, Hmm, why do I have this plug? Why do I have that plug? Guess what? YouTube, 15 minutes, taught me everything I needed to know about why it's 20 amp, three wire, why it's 50 amp, three wire, what, how it needs to be, how it needs to look on your fuse box, what, how it needs to be installed. Like, I mean, 15 minutes, I'm like, Hey, I'm good. Like I went to the hardware store, exactly what I need. Boom, boom, boom. Plug that thing in. Golden. And uh and so, YouTube. You can really. Freaking, freaking YouTube. The, um, one of the things I want to update, we've talked about before what we're watching. And I think I've been watching this channel called Paul's Hardware. It's there's a uh, There's a link to it. Going to be a link to it in the show notes out there. You can find it on YouTube if you want to. He has 876,000 subscribers. No, he's it's got 861,000 a- subscribers.
1: he That's all he has. That's guy. This guy's pretty big.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I thought that was a lot, but like yeah. 861,000, Mike. Anyways, he has built, and lately he's been building like most powerful gaming rigs for 500 bucks or for 750. He just recently built a $10,000, what he's calling uh what's he calling riptide or something like that or uh, the old one. he's maybe he's upgrading riptide um yeah maybe he is yeah um but he has been like i have learned so much about builds that like because builds have changed i haven't built since i built this one that i'm podcasting on right now and that's like four years ago so and i don't water cool i haven't it that, that was all before ssds got as cheap he bought Four two terabyte SSDs for this rig, and he striped two of them, and then used the other two for just storage. And I'm like, "Are you f-? now?" To be honest, it's not that expensive n- now to get you know two, four, six, eight terabytes of SSD, eight hundred bucks maybe.
1: I That's think cool. something like that. People are spending that on a computer. No, no, right on. Yeah.
0: So um, if you haven't checked out Paul's hardware, and he's not a douchebag. Like, he's a super nice guy, and he's really good at what he does on YouTube.
1: Um, Have you ahead. watched Jay's Two Cents? No. Okay, so Jay and Paul are like the, you know, kind of the two bigger guys in in the building sphere. So if you go to Jay's Two Cents, same sort of thing. I Okay, I thought they were a lot bigger. So Jay is at 1.7 million subscribers. So he's about double what Paul is. Uh, same type of content, though. And if you're just a computer nerd, I mean, if you're a computer nerd, you're probably have watched these guys and not even realized it, but yeah, they're, they're both just awesome.
0: Actually, there's a, there's a link to Jay's two cents from Paul's page.
1: Yeah. And, he, uh, he could just getting a rabbit hole with Jay's videos. They're awesome. He actually did a build for post Malone, uh, the rapper. He did, he did a build for who's the other superstar he did for. He's, he's awesome. He does reviews of all the different cards and he gets sent everything. So he's always got the testing of everything. Um, learned all about water cooling from him. Oh, Terry Cruz, that's who he did a, a
0: build for. It, it does make you a little jealous when you're like, Yeah, like Paul one time was like, Yeah, AMD sent this to me. I didn't even ask him to. They just sent it to me.
1: Well, that's the way Jing is. He's like, Oh, yeah, uh, I don't even know what I'm gonna do with this. I don't even know what build I'm gonna do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, right on. Yeah, you're like, ah, he unboxes it. Ah, I don't know what I'm gonna do.
1: Yeah. And
0: and yet I don't like it's hard making those videos. That those guys just they spend all day. It's hard work
1: doing oh, yeah. what they do. Yeah. And these guys, guys are consistent, they they've got a video coming out every single day. Uh, or almost every day.
0: Yeah, every no, day. they they do a lot of work. I'm sure there's pretty good revenue in it. YouTube's doing everything it can to block all that revenue for them. I mean, it's yeah, YouTube is not the friend to co- content creators, and you just got they have they continually try to take more and more and more away from them in in what they're doing. Google's got some problems. I'm. I'm. Listen. I'm going to go on record right now, November first, twenty eighteen. I think twenty nineteen is going to be a really difficult year for Google. You think? Yeah, I do. Not financially. No. I think but... internally, they are going to they are going to struggle with some things. I think today. I don't know if you've been following the news on Google today. I think today is the tip of the iceberg for what's going on. Google has always been a really weird company, especially the last couple years. Didn't smell right like things you would hear about things going on on the inside and you would, you would see weird things happening in their products. And you would like, they would do things you wouldn't understand and the YouTube deal, where they just they basically cut off content creators at the knees. And, and
1: I think that's, I think the, that got a lot of bad press. I don't think it was deserved though. Cause I think people had some weird expectations because yeah, I think yeah. from YouTube standpoint and from the businesses standpoint. So, so Jim and I run this really cool business and we want to advertise. We don't want our video, we don't want our advertisement showing up alongside some really, you know, not even X-rated, but just a video that we don't agree with morally or whatever. Like you've got to kind of think about the people that are supporting the platform and people on YouTube, I think just think, oh, I can throw anything out there and I'll make money off the ad revenue and put ads and they don't think fully through the side effects of the businesses that are paying the money to put the ads there. I'm not going to pay my money to have it next to your, you know, white supremacist video or you, you know, anything like that. Now, did they make mistakes? Did they, did they demonetize people who shouldn't have been demonetized? Yeah. It's an algorithm, right? They can't go and monitor everyone that's on YouTube. Did they need to tweak that? Yes. But I think even people give them such a hard time for, for the reasons behind it. And I, I totally got it. Mm-hmm. I know. Granted my income is not YouTube. Uh, right. right. I did it. But first of all, they made you a platform that, all you have to do is click a button and it makes you money. Like, <laughs> like you make videos. Like, Think about how hard that would have been for every, for you to go out and get advertisers. Yeah. Uh, unless you're the big guy, you're never going to be able to get that done on your own. Um, so <sighs> it's a very hard service. They're offering it to you for free. And then they had to actually go in and think about the businesses who are paying for the advertisements. And people didn't like it.
0: Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm not saying that's the only reason. I just they're they're I, from the outside in. There's just some weird like things don't line up for me with them right now. I just they're there's some they're making some weird choices. They're they're just they're doing some strange things, and you know, I I you you kind of there. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. I just got that feeling.
1: I get what you mean. On, on the other side of things, like there is just a weird feeling about them in other areas.
0: There's a weird vibe. You know, it's, it would, it's what happens to these companies. And this happened to Microsoft, by the way. It has, that's what so it's what happens. It's what's happening inside Oracle at the moment, too, when these companies get so big and powerful and then the executives start thinking they can do anything they want. Like, we can do anything we want. And that starts leading to weird product decisions Weird employee decisions, weird policies, yeah, inappropriate behavior, you know, and, and you just, you know, it starts breeding this, um this, this arrogance. And I, 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 you know, I, I can't speak for Amazon. I don't, I don't really see the same corporate culture at Amazon right now. Um, Facebook has had its problems, certainly has had its problems. And I don't think they're over, by the way. There's a child running that company, but it is, you know, you, um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm going to go on record saying, I think 2019 is going to be a difficult, difficult year for them. It uh, employee policy product wise. I just,
1: I agree. And I wonder what the difference is, like what culturally, or, or what's the difference between like, why don't we see these type of issues? I mean, not to say they don't have their issues, but with Microsoft and Apple, like, you're not going to see the same type of issues that you see at Google, Facebook, um, all of those. Types. Yeah, Microsoft <laughs> learned. That's why is it, you. Is it the overnight success that these guys have had? I mean, speaking uh, in, you know, in term of how long they've been in the industry. I don't know. I don't know what it yeah. is.
0: Yeah. Well, Apple's weird because it's secretive. And so you don't know. You We yeah. don't we don't really know what's going on, on the inside. Well, Microsoft has already been cold of all that. <laughs> like, you know, when they went through the, the antitrust and the DOJ stuff and the EU stuff. I mean, they just got, they got ripped apart from the inside out. And most of those guys, to be honest, who ran the company and felt bulletproof are gone in a lot of ways. And, and now we have, you know, I don't think Tim Cook is the same guy as, as Steve Jobs. And I think he's actually nice. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't think he's a total dick. And so, you know, you're like, um, so I think that's different. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it is, it is, yeah, Kevin Schoonover says age of companies. Microsoft has had a lot of these same issues many years ago. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think they're a little more mature. Google, again, remember, Google and Facebook have young CEOs and have young leadership. And yes, they're in their 30s now, but that's still, they have grown up and know nothing else, right? They got rich in their mid-20s. They're filthy rich now. And that's just not a good, that is like not a good recipe for making good decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. Um, so it is, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what we see in those companies uh, coming up. I just think 2019 is going to be tough. little walkout today at Google, which is uh, kind of what spurred me on to go, mm, oh, okay, that's, that's a little different when, you know, they had a bunch of women walk today and say, Oh, interesting. I didn't know. And there's a lot of inappropriate things going on. And, you know, it's part of the me too. And they're going to get, they're going to get, they could get swept up in mean, it. Some of it's true. I bet some of it's false. But, um, I, yeah. gentlemen, let me just say this because I know that tonight Emily's not out there. Okay. There isn't a single woman listening to this podcast. Gentlemen, behave yourselves. Like, behave yourselves. You don't, Don't be that way. The good news is, Mike, I think all of our listeners are that way. I think everybody's like, you know, but, but gentlemen, like, and teach, teach your (laughs) voice. Like, this is not, this is not appropriate. Like, don't, you don't, it doesn't have to be this way. And, and it doesn't, it just doesn't have to be this way. My daughter is at Northwest Missouri State and studying journalism. And man, she is all over this. So I see it on her Facebook I just see it all over Facebook all the time. And I, I really applaud her. She's standing up for what she really believes is true. And it's a great cause. And, um, and, but it, it kind of breaks my heart a little bit that we have to have these, these things have to happen. Right. So gentlemen, gentlemen, please do the right thing. Okay. We, uh, I, Mike, I think we got through it. I agree. I think we got through it. Just a couple of reminders. We'll stay around. If you're in the live show, stay around for a little bit of crypto. I've got some funny I don't know if it's funny, but some interesting crypto news. Uh, a bunch of it this week. Some things coming out. Some updates on some of the things we've been following. So stay around if you want to join us for crypto. TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon does that get you there, and that's the way to get it done. If you want to join us in the Fitbit group, and it's again, it's not really a group, but you can just get attached to me, and then we do these challenges. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv, send me the email address that you use for Fitbit. That's the best way to get it done. Erin, by the way, connected in that group last week, so we'll get her in on some of these challenges. And, uh, and that should be a lot of fun. Don't forget, if you want to join us on Patreon, and I always appreciate it, if you financially support us here, always helpful in doing the things that we do to get things done here, you can head over to the TheAverageGuy.tv and uh, click on the Patreon button or just go to TheAverageGuy.tv slash Patreon. Get you there either way. If you got any ideas, some things you want to communicate with me on, you can send me an email, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can track me down on Twitter at Jay Collison. Mike is over there at Uyghur Tech. Follow him on, on Twitch if you want to do it that way. They find you the the nerd dad, right? Is that the...
1: The dad nerd. The, the nerd. I know. You, want, you always don't want to say the, the nerd dad. <sighs> Even me. I say it wrong. But the dad...
0: The nerd. dad nerd. Yeah. All right. I'll get it.
1: We'll be on there after the post show. So okay. probably 10 o'clock.
0: Okay. Kevin, send me that uh, Black Friday. He's putting it in the chat room. I won't get it out of there. Uh, we would love to have the... If you catch Black Friday sneak peek stuff, send it to me in an email. Jim at theaverageguy.tv. So Mike and I can get it in the show notes for not next week, but the week after as we start. And we're not looking for the Black Friday deals that started like in September because they do Black Friday in September. No, I was like November. It's not. You can't know. You can't. No, you can't do that. It doesn't doesn't work that way. Advertisers apparently January is Black Friday. You never know anymore, right? But for the deals that are coming, truly Black Friday deals. Send those over to me, and Mike and I will go through those, some comments about them. We'll talk a little bit about the gadgets that are coming. Don't forget the Average Guy platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. We didn't get a Cyber Frontiers in this week, but we will get that rescheduled, get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know and you trust. Of course, you know Christian. And so for more information, visit maplegrovepartners.com. We had, he had a little, uh, the service, he was having some trouble with his services and the Average Guy TV was down for a little bit. And I pinged him. I'm like, are you updating? And he's like, I'm at the airport and I can't. Something went down and he's trying to do it off his phone. He got about, he got a run in really quick. So, uh, that guy's, he is pretty amazing. So maplegrovepartners.com plans start at 10 bucks. If you're doing something new, don't forget, you can catch the average, uh, you can, you can catch home gadget geeks. Let me say that you can catch home gadget geeks. Uh, too many beers tonight, Mike. Android <laughs> and iPhone app available available all at home gadget appreciate you guys using that app as well don't forget you can still get t-shirts if you want to do it that way the average guy.tv slash shirt still available for you if you want to buy those out on amazon and then don't forget where's my coupons here they are hello fresh
1: dude why have you not done did you do did you did you no, buy? Haven't used it yet i'm going to yeah. i know we keep playing on it and then we don't we plan on it we all don't i gotta
0: do not i got to do we what do I got to do? They're basically giving me free. You get a free week with this redeem by 1231. I've got some, I got some coupons here. I shouldn't give out the number too long. Yeah, I did that fast. Um, I got a couple coupons here for uh, a free, uh, basically a free week. Give a friend a free week, of HelloFresh. And if you do a free week, you should do three, four people meals. Like, cause just take it, take advantage of all. If they're going to give you a whole week for free, contact me. Let me know. Love to get you on. Man, it's just been revolutionary. We had. I came home last night and Sarah had baked like planko panko, panko, panko chicken. And it so it was breaded on us. She cooked it on the stone. Oh, Sounds so good. good. Oh my god, <laughs> we were eating so good these days. It's unbelievable. I wish the wine and beer, they had wine and beer deals like Hello fresh. I mean, they do, but...
1: Get with the beer you want.
0: Maybe yeah, not. the beer, you at least every week you'd pick like, you know, three six-packs that they would just deliver to you. Yeah. Oh, totally. You got to start that. <laughs> we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. We'll do a little bit of crypto. Stay around for the post-show. And with that, I'll say goodbye, everybody.